Good evening and welcome to Plan Lehigh Valley on WDIY. This is Sally Hanlon. I am a guest host this evening for Greg, and with me are our co-hosts, Becky Bradley, uh, Executive Director of Lehigh Valley Planning Commission, and Matt Assad, Managing Editor, also of Lehigh Valley Planning Commission. And we have a special guest this evening, Owen O'Neill, who is Executive Director of LANTA, Lehigh and Northampton Transit Authority. So, what we're talking about and focusing on, although I know with Becky we sometimes get into areas that are related, and we could talk for probably several hours, Lanta's bus rapid transit plan, moving people to work, to home, and shopping quickly, is a part of the future. It's called Enhanced Bus Service, EBS, if you see the initials. So what I'd like to do is start to talk about some of the development that's going on here in the, the Valley, and then also how this EBS, this Enhanced Bus Service, you see weaving its way through our future and the Lehigh Valley Planning Commission. And Owen, before I go to that point, could you please just talk a little bit about what Enhanced Bus Service means, the definition of it? Uh, sure. Enhanced bus service is our title for what is considered a bus rapid transit, which is basically a, a transit strategy that's kind of used in cities all around the world. And really what it is, is it's a, it's a service or a route that combines different aspects of uh, a light rail system with with a bus system, uh, with kind of the, the flexibility and the cost efficiencies of a bus system where you don't have the, the densities of the demand maybe to warrant the investment that's needed for a light rail system, but you need something that that is a, is a higher demand corridor and moves moves people fairly quickly, especially between between kind of major destinations. And so, what Bus Rapid Transit does is it kind of it basically kind of uses things like uh, uh, station type stops where you don't you don't stop at every block like the like the local bus or every other block, but you're, you're stopping maybe every every third of a mile or or that type of thing. But then the buses then the bus stops that it does stop at are more enhanced. They have kind of bigger shelters, they have real-time signage, ticket vending machines, uh, and, and different types of amenities. And then also you kind of uh, you use different, uh, different service strategies like, like limited stops so that you know, you're, stopping, you're only stopping at certain places so, so it moves, the, moves the, uh, the bus along faster. And then there's also improvements through to the roadway that you can make that help to also expedite the bus and, 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 uh, and speed up the trips, like traffic signal prioritization, where the bus sends a signal to a, to a traffic light that it's approaching, and if, it's, uh, the, if the light is about to turn red, it might hold that green a little bit longer to, to let the bus get through so that uh, the bus can, can make up time, or things like, uh, like Q-jump lanes at intersections where there's a special lane for, for the bus where uh, the, the bus pulls into the special lane, and then it has its own green light, so the green light for the bus turns first, and so then the bus kind of jumps the queue of, of traffic and then, and then can continue on faster. So, so basically kind of uses different strategies to help uh, to, to reduce travel time, and, and, and so it's a more convenient uh, service for people, especially along kind of high-demand corridors. So that's kind of what, what bus rapid transit is, and, and, and EBS, or Enhanced Bus Service, is kind of the, the title that we've been using for, for our, our plan for that here in the Lehigh Valley. Okay, great. That sounds wonderful. And Becky, why is this so important to the Lehigh Valley? 
this point, we're a full medium size region. You know, we're you know moving into the seven hundred thousand person range, and if we keep adding, you know, three to four thousand people per year, we're going to be at a million people in and not too distant a future. Amazing. When you hit that million point mark, you really become a major region. So as a result of our growth, we really need to make an enhancement and support the growth of our transit system. That's important because if you keep people in areas that can uh, support ridership, then it takes some stress, not all, but some stress away from development on our green fields and our farmlands. Um, but you have to make living in places that are a little bit more dense um, uh, easier as well. And bus rapid transit is one of the ways to do that. And that's exactly why um, the Lehigh Valley Planning Commission, both counties and the Lehigh Valley Transportation Study, which Owen and uh, Lanta are a part of, have put this enhanced bus, bus rapid transit system at the center of the regional plan. Yeah, I remember doing some interviews for LVEDC years ago, and I was at industrial parks, and part of the problem was getting workers to some of the outlying locations, either from their house or to, and, and 24 hours a day with the shifts. Is that something that you see this affecting, Matt? Well, it's already happening. I think every industrial park that opens, every large industrial facility, one of the recommendations from our planners is that they coordinate with Lanta and get a stop there. Okay. So that is already happening, and I know Lanta makes it relatively easy on them to do that. They, they sort of, uh, that's why they're there. I mean, yeah. it's not always feasible. I mean, maybe it doesn't have enough employees for it, but it's definitely there. That's part of the, the process. We actually have a formal memorandum of understanding with Lanta that we developed together. Um, I can't remember, Owen. It was before you and I were in right. our respective right. jobs, so you know, 10-plus years ago at this point, because that was identified as such a need. And so every plan that we get in that has a, a job component that is significant, we work with Lanta to get their comments incorporated into the letter and then it helps support Lanta to follow up. And I know Owen's got some specific information on some of the cool stuff he does um, when he's alerted to these developments. Okay. Can you give us some of the information that Becky just uh, alerted to? Sure, sure. And, and, and I would just say, too, like, that the EBS routes wouldn't necessarily go out to suburban office parks. It's more kind of – it's more geared towards the, the, the higher demand uh, inner core uh, uh, corridors, but what this would do is, for example, someone who may maybe lives in South Bethlehem who works in Fosville, this would cut down the amount of time it takes them to get to Allentown, where they have to transfer to the bus that takes them to to, to Fosville. So, so it helps to to reduce their their uh, travel time to get to some of these jobs in some of the more suburban areas, which are uh, less dense, and and so you're not going to have as much frequency of service. But we still we still serve them with bus routes, but the EBS helps them to get to the bus they need faster and, and make their and make their connection easier uh, and then once we w once we do work with uh, if we, we find out there's a new a new uh, warehouse coming in or, or some type of uh, development a lot of times it's new medical centers too these days and we as, as Becky and Matt said we will work with uh, the engineers and the developers and, and whoever the uh, the, the tenants going to be in terms of uh, how many people are going to be working there? When are they going to be working? What shifts are they going to be working? Uh, where are they recruiting from? And we do what we call uh, a revenue support agreement. If, if it's something where we would have to add service at 
to a place that we don't currently go or at a time we don't currently go. Like you mentioned before, a lot of these warehouses are 24-7, so they might have a shift that starts at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday when we don't normally go to Fogelsville. But, uh, but we have developed uh, agreements with places like FedEx and Amazon where, where we enter into what we call a revenue service agreement where we'll say, okay, we'll run that trip at 2 o'clock on a Sunday morning, and we will track how much revenue we generate from, from, from passengers boarding and basically the, the, the employer will agree to, to make up the difference between the costs, what it costs us to run it, and what, and what we are generating from passenger revenue. So, so it allows us to, to add that service and, and meet that need, but not have an, uh, a negative impact on our, on our overall cost. So we've, been, uh, we've, been, we've had some really good success with that and, and working with various uh, employers around the area. Okay, and I think it's important, Owen, for our listeners to know by adding this service and adding maybe additional bus routes and, and times and stuff, because your fleet is 100% alternative with fuel, um, we're not really contributing more greatly to the uh, carbon, carbon monoxide, that type of thing? Right, right. We, right. Well, our our. our our fleet is either all of our buses are either compressed natural gas or they're diesel hybrid electrics. Uh, so, and, and so all of our buses are, are in that category now. So that certainly helps with uh, yeah, the air quality. And then I also uh, I always like to point out too, regardless of what the engine is in the bus, uh, the bus itself is green. You're you're carrying 30 or 40 people Correct. to 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 some place uh, that is 30 or 40 cars that aren't on the road. So uh, so that's that helps in, in that in that way too. Okay, and you are, Lanta is the only one in the country, correct, that's 100% alternative fuel? Uh, I, we're probably the only one in Pennsylvania. I think there's other places around the country that, that are that are 100%. Yeah, uh, some of the places, especially in California, they had mandates very early on where they had to start converting their fleets, so they're kind of, they're a little uh, bit ahead of the game with uh, kind of converting their fleets to different different fuels. So, so we're not the only one in the country, but I think we're we're probably the only one in Pennsylvania at this point that's that's fully fully uh, alternative fuels. Okay, and we're third behind uh, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, so we are a very large transit company, correct? Right, right. Yeah, we are the third uh, the third biggest transit system in the state. So, uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a substantial uh, operation. Correct. Now, Becky, I wanted to ask you and Matt, I mean, I, I see in some of my notes here that the requests for development, whether it's housing or whether it's logistics, has been growing every year. I mean, you did a number of plan reviews and have a number of plan reviews scheduled this year. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, uh, many people know, but for, for the listeners who, who may not know, as the Bi-County Planning Agency, we provide uh, advisory guidance to local governments, uh, the community developers uh, as a whole, with a couple of exceptions where we, we're the, also the municipal planner. But in Pennsylvania, the local government actually has final say um, on all development plans. But we see all of the developments early on. So we can talk about these things like transit ridership and are there sidewalks? Um, are there uh, bus stops? Can people get to, to them safely amongst a whole host of, of other issues and including um, green infrastructure and other things? But what's really happened, um, and it, it was starting prior to the pandemic, but it really amped up during the shutdowns in 2020, is the amount of development proposals that the private sector, nonprofit, and public sector started making into the Lehigh Valley increased exponentially. 
um, and in just the first half of this year, so um, January to June 30th of 2022, um, we've reviewed over 374 development plans, um, and that puts us on pace for having the most plans filed since 2008. Wow. Is there any county that's getting one or the other or more percentage, or is it pretty evenly dispersed between between the counties of the Lehigh Valley? Um, for a long time, uh, Lehigh was getting a little bit more development, but now we're in a situation where uh, Northampton County uh, is getting uh, more more development, but they're still about neck and neck. So, for example, um, Lehigh County had 198 plans uh, filed, and Northampton County had 201 plans okay, filed in just close. the first yeah. first six months. But the the big difference is in the amount of land uh, being proposed for development. Northampton County is getting more of the large lot development now, where Lehigh County's kind of large lots uh, are dwindling. Um, and so now folks are, are moving to Northampton with their proposals. Okay, because there's more farmland still existing in Northampton. Is that probably uh, the reason? No, they, they both have substantial amounts of farmland um, and really b both have robust farmland preservation programs. But again, that's voluntary for landowners to want to do. Um, but because they have a Route 33, okay. um, in addition to 22 and 78, um, where Lehigh County really has 22 and 78, and then the okay. limit acts the okay. limited access for 76 or the the Turnpike Northeast Extension of the Turnpike, which doesn't have a lot of interchanges. Uh, a lot of that area along 33 and in from that is being proposed for development now. Okay, and Owen, with what you're planning with the enhanced bus service. Um, are you looking sort of broadly across the valley? Are you going to concentrate on one area of the valley first to offer this? Yeah, it is kind of looking broadly across the 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 system that for for the EBS. Obviously, of routes we we have routes that we try to cover as much of the area as we can. But for the EBS, is is really concentrated on the highest demand corridors and the and the highest uh, density corridors. And so the system that we have planned that we're working on establishing is really a two-route system. That One is kind of a north-south route, and the other one is the east-west. Uh, the first one uh, is it start, actually starts in Easton and goes all the way out to Trexertown, and so it's truly a cross-valley connecting service, and uh, it kind of goes through downtown Bethlehem, downtown Allentown, and then, and then kind of heads out the Hamilton corridor out to, uh, out to Trexertown. And then the second route starts in Whitehall and starts in the, the very heavy retail corridor in Whitehall and serves that corridor, comes down through downtown Allentown, goes over to downtown Bethlehem, and then uh, serves south Bethlehem in that area. And so it kind of has a crisscross of a, of a north-south kind of a system. And then there's a, there's a shared segment between Allentown and Bethlehem uh, where both routes run on it. And what that allows you to do is since both routes are running on it, it allows you to have even higher frequencies because that's really, the, really where the, the most demand is with people going, going back and forth between those two points. But uh, those are kind of the two, the two routes that will be kind of make up the EBS system. And we'll be working on doing those types of roadway improvements that we talked about along those routes. And then also really kind of trying to concentrate on, on improving the frequency of service, meaning like how much waiting time in between each bus, and really kind of dedicating resources to, to get that down to every 30 minutes, every 15 minutes, you know, something that is kind of uh, where people don't even need a schedule. They just walk out to the stop and wait for the next bus. Those will be the places where where we're kind of focusing on the EBS type improvements, but obviously there's, there's needs all over, the, all over the two counties, and 
so we have regular busters trying to make sure we keep up with all the all the needs, all the things that Dicey was just talking about, trying to serve those as best we can. Uh, we still always try to stay on top of that as well. As you're talking about this, and I'm envisioning the roots, I see this as really linking or weaving the Lehigh Valley together. Um, and, Matt, and Matt, you go a long time in the Lehigh Valley. You and I have known each other a long time. There was a time when people in Allentown really didn't know Easton existed. And, well, that's correct. Yeah. And, you know, to to uh, go from Allen, why would you go from Allentown to Bethlehem? I mean, some of the, the, the thoughts yeah. that people had, this seems like a perfect way to sort of pull us all together. Is that correct? It certainly is. I mean, if you go back, if you go back pretty far, I mean, going to Allentown to, to, to Lays or one of those places, that was like a big yes, event. Is, yeah. You were planning that a couple months in advance. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it was like a big trip. Now people need to get there. It's, it's our biggest. In the same biggest, day. <laughs> our, yes. Well, the same hour. Yeah. It's our biggest job zone. And I think the reason EBS enhanced bus, it's, it's vital because, you know, part of our future LV plan, part of it is everyone has access to every place, whether they have a car or not. Um, so there's an equity issue. There's, there's a transportation issue. There's a, there's a, a, a sort of climate change issue. Right. You know, there's a, you know. There's a lot of factors are really going to be impacted positively by this. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is at the heart of many, many goals for us. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a, it really is a climate action strategy. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I think that we've been working on um, and obviously, in partnership with Lanta and PennDOT, our nonprofit trail partners, our local governments, both counties, um, is connecting all the modes of transportation together. So you actually have tra- real transportation options. So um, if you you know you live close to the DNL trail, mm-hmm. you could hop on that and get into downtown Allentown. We're working on closing some gaps there, as, as everybody uh, knows, with Whitehall and, and, and Allentown and, and PennDOT um, in the U.S. Department of Transportation. Uh, but then you could easily get to the Allentown Transportation Center, pop your bike on, on the bus, and, you know, get even further. Um, uh, and so making sure that our sidewalk networks connect to our trail networks, connect to our road networks, is critical for movement over overall, um, and I think uh, that's another one of our key climate action strategies. But it also makes things more connected right. um, and more. There's more options for people, uh, and that I think is absolutely imperative to modern life. Okay. Now the the pandemic obviously impacted everything, and I and I understand it impacted the ridership of Atlanta. How do you see that coming back, Owen, and how do you anticipate or forecast what you think is going to happen? Right. It, 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 it yeah, definitely did impact in, in really in ways that, uh, that we couldn't even really anticipate. But mm-hmm. the, the, the ridership is starting to come back. We are, these past couple of months, we're about 75 to 80 percent of of pre-COVID normal, so we're starting to see it come back. It's coming back slowly, but it's coming back. And I do think that the uh, a lot of the when I talk to my colleagues in transit around the around the country, and even just transportation planning, it's it is somewhat baffling. We don't really know where things are going, but I think in this region we will see 
uh, a return to, to pre-COVID normals and then potentially even continue growing beyond that because we do continue to, to add jobs and we add jobs in, in things like warehousing and, and, uh, and, and hospitals and medical services, the types of jobs you can't do remotely. You have to be there. And one thing I always point out, um, if you go on a bus on any given day, an Atlanta bus, over half the people on that bus are going back and forth to work. So that's a big piece of, of what we do. And so as, as, if employment continues to grow and it's growing in the types of uh, industries where the, the work can't be done remotely, the person has to go there, we will continue to, to see a return of ridership and continue growth. So, so uh, where it goes and when it's going to go, we don't really know, but we do. We are pretty confident just given the, the patterns that we see in our region that, that we will return to, to what we were seeing before at least. Okay. And you mentioned people, 50% people going back and forth to work. And I know that the development of the uh, logistics areas has been a concern of a lot of people. It's been on the mind of a lot of Lehigh Valley folks. They think that the warehousing is a little bit out of control. And, you know, what do you say to them? Because I know that you're keeping a close eye at Lehigh Valley. And go ahead, Matt. I think it's it, – I understand why people would be concerned. They go down the highway and they see these giant buildings, new giant buildings everywhere and a lot of building, and they wonder, are we going to lose everything that make, makes us unique, that makes us – gives us character? Um, so it's a valid worry, and I understand why they would have it, but we are not losing it. It couldn't possibly happen. We have the, – the two counties have preserved – 44,000 acres of farmland. Okay, so we're not right. losing our open space. That's 70 square miles. Okay. And they add hundreds of miles to that every, every year. Okay. Um, communities have, a dozen communities have instituted open space taxes where their voters agreed to pay a little more to preserve open space. So they're adding a little bit of investment every year to preserving open space. So while you, you get to, you know, you see a lot of the building because it tends to be along the main arteries and big yes <laughs> huge one of the huge yes. they are big it's yeah. definitely a and, and you, they don't have windows and so you can't see what's going on inside you, you don't know how, and don't know who it is there yeah. right <laughs> exactly and and that that definitely can be dis disorienting for yes. sure but I, I think um there is a cause to be concerned as well and and, and our local governments are are really I could teach a PhD class on this at, at, at this mm -hmm. point, but I'm trying to summarize this quickly here. Um, we've seen over 52 ordinance amendments, and there's uh, in just the last you know year, um, our communities are changing their regulations in as much as they are allowed to. Yes, Pennsylvania is a right to develop state. Every community in Pennsylvania has to zone for every conceivable use. And please don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what's in, in the state law. And it's important to know what's in the state right. law because if you understand it, then you can work within it to try to manage the growth. Um, and so the local governments have really been working with us, the counties, uh, to try to uh, get a better handle on these things. We've especially been working with local governments on high cube and automated warehouse, warehouses since uh, 2020 because our yeah. first uh, high cube or uh, high cube was proposed it was like 120 feet tall which you know if you look at uh one story in a building is about 10 feet so it's about a 12-story building uh, that ended up being litigated and stopped but it's not it, it will happen so not only are the buildings big but they're going up um on top of that and so um that tells you about the demand 
uh, and we watch the industrial markets very, very closely um, because, you know, you want to know if these places are empty or if they're being occupied. Um, and our occupancy rate in the Lehigh Valley is one of the highest in, in the nation. Wow. Um, one of our, our co-workers actually lives um, by a newly developed warehouse complex. Um, and it doesn't get a lot of use during the day because their shifts are at the night or at night and the trucks are coming out in at oh, night. Boy. And so, you know, at the, he, you know, that was eye opening in, in a lot of ways for him. And it certainly informs our work. Um, and so, you know, we're doing traffic counts and, and traffic monitoring to look at time of day, speeds, number of trucks versus cars and, and buses and vans and other things to really get a handle on the tra how the transportation system is changing in addition to just the, the land use issues uh, that, that are occurring. I do think public sentiment overall is that, you know, en enough is enough, but a lot of our local government's hands are absolutely tied in saying no to these types of facilities. Oh. So how do you see, then, public transit helping to shape our future development here in the Lehigh Valley, Becky? Sure. I mean, that gets back to kind of what Owen and, and Matt and I were talking about earlier. Um, we need to continue to focus on areas that are already developed. Um, it's obvious that the three cities are heavily developed, but you can't ignore the fact that the majority of the people in the Lehigh Valley live in a suburban condition. So um, our suburban communities, some of them are largely developed, some are not. And then you have those exurban places and, and uh, a fewer and fewer number of, of truly rural places uh, in the Lehigh Valley. But at the end of the day, we have to continue to invest in our suburban communities and allow them to uh, densify at a reasonable level or there will be no uh, uh, agricultural economy left. And we really are at that inflection point right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And we've been at that inflection point for a while. And it, it's definitely a cause for concern. Um, it's, it's one of the things that um, I think about literally every, every single day. Um, and really, we've, it's one of the reasons why we've been working on so many multi-municipal comprehensive plans is, is basically consultants to local governments. Because if we can get them to work together, that's the only way they can start to manage uh, their zoning as a group. Uh, but they still retain their, their rights as right. individual communities. But if one community, let's say, has a large industrial district, the other communities don't have to have that now. So that then allows them to prioritize other things, whether you know it be farmland preservation or other things. So we've really been working in those spaces that are in transition between uh, suburban, exurban, and rural to try to make sure those rural lands are preserved. It's not just about the land, and I, I just have to say this. It's about the agricultural economy. Those are jobs. Those are small businesses. Right. Those provide an incredible amount of economic input uh, into not only our region, but into the country. Um, so at the end of the day, just saying that, you know, you have to choose between development and farmland, I think is a false comparison. We're choosing one form of economy over another. Um, and I think we have to prioritize agriculture, the agricultural economy as a valid economy. It's not just about the land. We have to stop thinking about it as just the land. The land is a piece of it, but that's not everything. Right. Right. It's, uh, it's, as you said, it's a business. And, I, you know, and having Rodale in our uh, mm -hmm. immediate area has really 
raise the awareness of the importance of especially organic farming and what's happening here in the valley. So before we get to the end of the show, and I knew it was going to go fast, Owen, (laughs) are there any last parting words you'd like to leave with our listeners tonight? Uh, Yeah, I would just kind of say they, and and Becky kind of touched on this, but when people kind of refer to an EBS, like Lanta's EBS plan, and I, I, I don't really consider it that. I kind of see it really as uh, the, the the plan for transit for to to make Future LV a reality. Meaning that you know our our, our regional comprehensive plan, Future LV, which was which was done with significant amount of public input, and it really reflects what we as a community want our community to look like. And so the EBS plan really is something that says, like, okay, if this is really what we want our community to look like, then this is what the transit system has to look like. And so that's something that, that kind of creates that vision for that component of what, uh, what, we, what we've already said we want our community to be. And so that's kind of what we're, what we're working on, and we're kind of uh, moving in that direction. Okay, and Owen, if any of our listeners want to learn more about what's happening in Atlanta and the EBS, what website would they use? Uh, yeah, our website is uh, atlantabus.com, so it's pretty easy. Okay, that is Thank easy you. enough. And, and you put on your, your sort of future ideas, what's going on, that they can keep up with what's happening? We do, yeah. We, we have uh, things where we put in. The, and we also have, uh, uh, obviously, on, on social media, uh, we have uh, Facebook and, and Twitter and uh, Instagram pages where, where we put up uh, information about improvements that are coming or plans that we have for, for new developments okay. in the transit system. Great. And Matt, for LVPC, Lehigh Valley Planning Commission, if people want to tune in and learn more? LVPC.org. There is more data and information on there than you can digest in a full weekend. Um, I know. I've been on it a few times myself. And you can find access to all of our our meetings. Uh, Most of them there's access to virtually. So uh, you can get everything there, including News LV, which has happenings as well. And we also are on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Well, listeners, you've gotten the scoop here tonight on enhanced bus service and what Lanta and Lehigh Valley Planning Commission are doing together to bring together our Lehigh Valley and make it more accessible and deal with some of our air quality. It's a bunch of things. So make sure you listen to this again as a podcast as we go forward. So I want to thank Becky Bradley, Executive Director of Lehigh Valley Planning Commission. Thank you, Becky, for being here and be, and having this show. Uh, and thank you, Matt Asad, for being here as well. Thank you. Um, and Greg, thank you for allowing me to sit in. It's been a while since Becky and I have been together. Owen, thank you also for taking the time to be a part of this and sharing what's going on. And I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more about this in the future. Right. Thank you for having me. You are listening to Plan Lehigh Valley. I am Sally Hanlon. This is WDIY. Good night and have a good evening.